In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Join me in a one-question jeopardy. And this is the clue. It supersedes human reason, that is human thought, that is based on empirical, which means experimental and observable evidence, and logic rather than emotion as it pertains the invisible substance of things. You're saying, yeah, right, what was that? Well, the answer is, what is faith? That is, believing in and living in that belief. Have you heard of modus ponens? It's Latin, literally means mode that affirms. Now, I'm going to confuse even more the enlightenment out of you. And this is the rule of logic stating that if a conditional statement, conditional statement, which means if P, then Q, see there's a condition there, if P, then Q, is accepted, and the antecedent or the forerunner P holds, then the consequent Q may be inferred, which is conditional. Stephen's looking at me like, what are you going on about? Well, that is an equation of logic, reason, rule of nature. It's complicated, isn't it? Thank God for faith, <laughs> because it supersedes this rule. Now, I'm not going to discuss that. We're not going to discuss logic, reason, but rather something other than the greatness of God that supersedes that of all gods, Second Chronicle 2.5, greater than the peace of God that supersedes every thought, Philippians 4.7, but rather discussing faith. Let's discuss faith. And I always like to quote the church fathers. St. John Chrysostom writes, Faith supersedes or surpasses human reason. That equation I just, I just gave you, that logic equation, faith supersedes, surpasses human reason, which is human thought that is based on empirical, that is experimental and observ observable evidence, and logic. It supersedes logic rather than emotion as it pertains the individual in the invisible, I'm sorry, substance of things. Tongue twisters. SJC acronyms, I love acronyms, and John Chrysostom continues, it is faith that succeeds, transcends the anxiety of our search to see hidden reasons in God's purpose. When we try to 
find and work out why God did it, why he didn't do it, what is his purpose for me, and we try to find it through logic and reason and the law of nature and what have you, well, if you don't have faith, you will continue to be anxious because you will not receive that peace of mind, that assurance of the purpose of God for you. Let's talk about faith and and look at two aspects of faith. To the quantity of faith that is required through the scriptures and the Holy Church Fathers and the church itself through the liturgy and the quality of faith. Why do I say the quantity? Because many people claim and many people attest to this person person having a lot of faith. You know, in Assyria, and I always mention, and I stress it, well, that goes against the scriptures. That goes against what Jesus Christ has taught us. Now, the quantity of faith that we need to attain, to possess, to strive for our steadfast, unmovable relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is that simple faith. That's the quantity, simple faith, the mustard seed faith mountain-moving faith, faith that simply relies on faith and faith alone. Faith that does not only rely on our examination of things with human reason, standard, capability, wisdom, nor logic, nor law or rule of nature. You know, that faith that will not chuckle and mock the the fact that An angel of the Lord, Numbers chapter 22, read it, very interesting. An angel of the Lord caused a donkey to speak and rebuke his master. You may be chuckling now. (laughs) Well, you need to examine the faith. It is in the scriptures. There is a reason why the angel of the Lord appeared to Balaam and caused his donkey to speak and to rebuke. You know, sometimes when we... We um, watch these documentaries on, you know, National Geographics or some of these videos that are posted. I believe and I sometimes am rebuked by the fact that animals have more um, compassion for one another than human kindness. I remember I saw this, this picture of one man kneeling and another, another man having a sword in his hand about to behead the person in the background, now whether it was photoshopped or not, in the background there is a donkey helping or assisting another donkey to climb a cliff. So the donkey is helping each other, but the men are beheading one another. And that's why, beloved, God sometimes uses nature as well, and even the foolish, as God says himself, the fools and the, and the, the weak, to rebuke those who think because of reason and rationale and knowledge and laws and, and you know, nature and, and uh, uh, rules, um, God puts them to shame to, so that they rely only and know and accept the faith and the power of God. Origin of Alexandria writes this about... Um, uh, you know, uh, Balaam's uh, donkey speaking, I marvel at Balaam's donkey and heap blessings on it because it was worthy not only to see the angel, Balaam didn't see the angel, the angel didn't appear to Balaam, 
not only to see the angel of God, but even to have its mouth open and break into human speech. So the church, in the history of the church, has accepted this miracle that God worked, regardless whether it goes in par with logic and reason, and again, the law of nature. I'm going to keep mentioning these. That mustard seed faith, that simple faith that is expressed and defined in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, St. Paul writes, faith that is the persuasion concerning those things that are in hope. So when you hope for something, if you have faith, your hope will be lacking. But when you have faith and then you hope for something, that hope is persuaded by your simple faith that as if it is happening, it has happened and you will receive according to God's perfect will, not our will, God's perfect will, timing and the way he, it appeases him to reply to our uh, hope. And then he goes on to say, Paul, as if it were these things in action, as I just mentioned, and the revelation of those things that are unseen. This is faith. When you have faith, that simple mustard seed faith, it is as though those things that are hidden are already revealed to you. You know that God will reply, as I said, according to his perfect time. St. Theodore of Mepsustia, the Assyrian theologian, circa 30 sorry, 350 to 428, writes, if someone should be guilty of 10,000 evils, he's commenting on Hebrews 11.1, if someone should be guilty of 10,000 evils, only by believing, that is, we'll talk about expanding, we'll expand about on that, only by believing in Christ, he receives immediately deliverance from all of them, being deemed worthy of justification from him. And this faith, beloved, you may be asking, in who? Faith in what? Faith in no other than the one true, awesome, almighty, sovereign, triune God. The Father Almighty, creator of all things visible and invisible. And in the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, and in the Holy Spirit, which proceeds from the Father, the life-giving Spirit. That's what we're talking about. Why is faith necessary? St. Paul comments in Hebrews eleven six, because without faith, no one can please God. And if we are not pleasing God, we are not producing the fruits of repentance. We are not pleasing God with our words, deeds, and actions. Without faith. Without faith, no one can please God. For whoever is brought near to God must believe that he exists and that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. Must believe that he exists. If you do not believe in an existing God, a God that is so evident in nature, a God that was seen in his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, all of his attributes, well, there is no faith. Or, you know, we, we can't continue. It's a hopeless faith. So faith is necessary so that we can please and appease our God in everything that we do. And the quality of faith, beloved, the quality, we, we spoke about the quantity, and Jesus says, 
as mustard seed, as small as a mustard seed, not a lot of faith, as small as mustard seed. And when we ask God, when the scriptures refer to increasing faith, the apostles requested, Lord, increase our faith. It goes against what Jesus has commanded that we must have, right? As small as mustard seed. But what do you think the, the apostles were asking for? They had faith. They were called. They were chosen by Jesus Christ. They followed Jesus. They left everything. They followed Jesus. That is faith. But the quality of faith, beloved, that will strengthen our relationship with God, keeping in mind James 2.19, you believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and tremble. I'm not going to go into the deeds, right? That is the act of the faith by which we will be judged according to 2 Corinthians 5.10, Revelation 20.12, Ephesians 2.10, Matthew 16.12. But we need to affirm and strengthen our faith by what it's lacking, hence we do not receive his trust. So the apostles were asking to increase our faith, Lord, Increase our trust, our weight in you. Because that small mustard seed faith that Matthew, um, Simon, Andrew, John, James had when Jesus called, they immediately left everything and followed him, needed to be strengthened and accompanied and supported by trust and weight in God. That may be why you believe, you pray, but you don't have trust and you are not waiting. Proverbs 3, 5, trust or wait in the Lord God from all your heart and do not trust upon the wisdom of your soul. Wait upon God. Trust that God has heard your prayers. When we pray, the first thing we must do is acknowledge and trust and know that God has heard my prayers. God hears the prayers of a sinner when the sinner is crying out to be forgiven and to to be brought to repentance. God hears every prayer because if God didn't hear the prayers of the sinners, well, then the sinners have no hope whatsoever. But when the sinner is praying, not Lord, help me to get my fix next time or Lord, help me to get my customer. No, but Lord, forgive me. Lord, bring me back to you. Draw me close to you, God. Here's those prayers. Psalm chapter 56, verses 3 to 4. In the daytime, I will not be afraid because it is upon you I trust. Uh, In God, I shall triumph. In God, I have hoped. I will not be afraid what a man does to me, trusting God that he has heard your prayers. This is the quality now. The quantity is a mustard seed. The quality is trust. But do you think that is sufficient? Do you think that is enough? You know, when I, uh, when, when we submit our taxes to IRS, Dada, when we submit our taxes to IRS, um, we trust that the IRS will refund what it owes us or will keep on pounding on insisting and, and, and continuously sending us reminding letters that we need to pay, right? So I trust that the IRS is going to 
reward me or return my refund or, you know, pay me my refund. But do I wait for that or do I continually call the IRS and to make sure and to and to emphasize the fact that you owe me some money? What's going to happen? Don't call again, right? Hang up. Don't call again. But along with trust comes wait. Be patient because there are another... 150 million applications, for example, right? Be patient with God. Know that he's heard your voice, he's heard your prayers. Be patient, trust in his wisdom, in his knowledge, in his understanding, in his almightiness, all-knowing, being everywhere, and wait, endure, persevere with God's timing, not ours. Galatians 4, 4 to 5. But when the end of time arrived, when God was pleased, God's timing, God sent his son and he was from a woman and was under the written law that he would redeem those who are under the written law and that we would receive the adoption or position of children. So don't worry about reason. Don't worry about logic. Don't worry about the law and the, and the rule of nature. Does it fit right with me, with my understanding, with my wisdom, my intellect of the world? No, no, no. Simple faith in the power of our Lord God and his son, Jesus Christ, and his Holy Spirit. Faith that is trusting, that is persevering. Faith that is patient. Faith that is sacramental. Faith that has deeds and actions. Simple. Because without faith, or without deeds rather, our faith is dead. So this is how you examine your faith, beloved. Do you trust God that he has heard your prayer? When you finish praying, are you confident? Do you feel at ease? Do you feel tranquil that the Lord heard your prayers. You just entered into the presence of the Lord. He has heard your prayer. The Lord hasn't closed his ears on you. Do you trust that he, do you believe that he has heard your prayers? Do you believe that he is a loving God, a compassionate God, a merciful God, who is always awaiting the return of his children? And when you do, do you trust in God that he will Reply according to his timing, perfect will. And do you have perseverance and patience? If not, we need to continue praying and praying. We need to read the scriptures to see how God in the history of man has fulfilled every promise and has executed every warning. The promise for you and I is that if we appease the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, we will enter the kingdom of heaven. And when I say appease, not just believe because demons believe and they shatter, but appease with deeds, words, actions, commitment, sacrifice, reliance on him only. We have been promised the kingdom of heaven and that will come. We need to persevere and we need to wait. But at the flip side, we need to also be careful. The warnings Jesus has given us, the warnings God has given us through his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and the apostles, and the scriptures, and his church, they will also come to fruition. The warnings are, if you do not love me and do not fulfill my commandments, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So let's work on our faith, beloved. Let's work on the 
quantity of our faith. We don't need to have too, we don't need to have so much faith to move mountains. You know, did the disciples move any mountains? Do you read in the scriptures that they actually literally moved mountains? Eh, There are stories out there that are not uh, confirmed and, you know, but did the apostles in the Holy Scriptures or the history of the, uh, the church move any mountains? No, but you know what they did? They raised the dead. There's a mountain. They brought life. To people who are dead, they found those who are lost. In Jesus' name, glory be to his holy name at all times. Father and Son, Holy Spirit forever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. For any future topic suggestions or to give us detailed feedback, please visit our link in the show notes, linktr.ee forward slash double edged sword. Until next time, God bless you all.